Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm Lori LeBay, the host and founder of Alzheimer's Speaks. For those of you that don't know me, I started Alzheimer's Speaks because my mother was on a journey with dementia for 30 years. And I just really felt like our system was broken and we needed some other opportunities to hear other voices and connect to other resources that I knew had to be out there, but I just didn't know where the heck they were. And so Alzheimer's Speaks, for those of you that are new to us, is an advocacy-based company um, providing multiple platforms to try to shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort around the world. We're also known as a media platform to many, um, just again, because of our connective modes and raising voice. We truly believe that by joining forces and sharing knowledge and having these everyday conversations like we do on Alzheimer Speaks Radio is one of the ways we're going to be able to you know, break down the barriers and the stigmas that exist and empower people to continue to live purpose-filled lives and connect them to products and services and tools that they can use every single day. At our core, we also believe that collaboration is the only way we're going to win this battle. And I know that that's working thanks to each and every one of you. You see, your likes, your clicks, your shares has spread the content that we push out, be it the radio show, if it's the blog, if it's our dementia chats, uh, interviews with those living with dementia, if it's our conscious caring interviews with business professionals that are trying to improve things, if it's our YouTube channels that doesn't make any difference, but every time you like or click or share with your Facebook sphere, with your LinkedIn colleagues, with your Twitter tribes, with your Pinterest peeps, all of that is pushing information out that is so badly needed. And many people in your circles are dealing with this and you don't even know because they haven't come out and, and openly talked about it because there's such fear. The power you have with those small little clicks is unbelievable and you are doing great work by helping share that information because we all know the more we see something, um, the more normal it becomes and the easier it is to grab a hold of when we're ready. And we can't force anybody to grab information until they're ready. And so, again, I thank you. Um, you know, we have been lucky enough to be recognized by Dr. Oz as the number one influencer online for um, Alzheimer's um, by Maria Shriver as an architect of change. And just recently now um, by Oprah as a um, health hero for 2018. And I share those accolades with you because we surely did not do that alone. And so that is the power behind all of us sharing information and working collaboratively together. I also want to invite you to be a guest. So we, we talk to everybody. If you're living with dementia, if you're caring for a loved one or a friend with dementia, if you're a business professional, maybe you're an author, a singer, a writer, it makes no difference, a researcher. We believe everyone's voice has a place here on Alzheimer's Speaks. The only thing we ask is 
that we have a respectful conversation and it's okay to disagree if it comes to that. So thank you so much for being um, part of the show and I can't wait to introduce our next guest. And so we are thrilled to have with us today one of the most renowned people in the dementia sphere and that is Norms McNamara over at the UK. Um, and Norms, I'm going to have you go ahead and um, introduce yourself to our audience. Well, hello. My name's Norms McNamara, and I'm the founder of the Global Purple Angel Dementia Campaign. Uh, four years ago, we created the Purple Angel Campaign because there was a lack of knowledge, as everybody quite rightly recognizes. Uh, within those four years now, I can sit here and say that we're now registered and recognized in over 56 countries around the world and we have over 800 purple angel dementia ambassadors which just proves that by working together collaboratively and by explaining and sharing information we can reach parts of the world that we thought we never could before that's absolutely amazing. I remember, Norms, when you started the Purple Angel, there were a lot of naysayers. This isn't going to go anywhere. It's not possible. And um, you have blown that out of the water. And I think the, the reason that you have in, in the way that you have is because you haven't excluded anyone from really being part. Anyone who has a sincere desire to really work with this um, with this group and push it forward. And it has been amazing. Uh, it, it shows to me how much people want to work together if they're just given the opportunity. And you've done it in a way that doesn't cost money. People can participate in whatever level that they want to, putting the symbol maybe on their checks, <laughs> you know, um, to to really going out and doing door knocking and raising awareness. And and I think that that is wonderful. You you haven't set any specific overwhelming rules or criteria to follow. Everything is just common sense. Mm -hmm. and says a little knowledge is better than none. And if you want more than that, we'll help you get there too. Allowing people to be creative, which has been really fun to watch. So, so kudos to you in terms of, of, of your movement and the impact it's had on the world. Absolutely unbelievable. Thank you, Laurie. Yeah, I, I, I still pinch myself every morning when I wake up and I'm getting a message from like Australia or Finland or Iceland and America and Canada and I think, wow, you know, um, I would never in my wildest dreams have thought um, this could have reached so far and took so many people. But as you say, I think it's because we believe in keeping it just good old-fashioned common sense. Mm -hmm. you know, um, a lot of people live by that rule and still live by that rule. So that's what we do. And, and also the cost. It doesn't have to cost a part. It doesn't have to cost anything to raise awareness with the internet platforms we have these days you know we can talk to each other we can advertise what we do we can share information we can share ideas i mean i have a vivid memory when we first got together all those years ago mm -hmm. you know with the memory cafe and i'm still so proud that we did that and since then the memory cafes in america have grown and grown and grown over I mean, 450 now absolutely incredible you opened the very first it's just unbelievable so but by working together and saying, listen, you know, just help each other, just share things with each other, 
you know, we will never get anywhere if we keep it all to ourselves. Share this information, and by sharing it, you're helping people. Exactly. Well, and none of us can serve any, everybody anyways, you know, and this, this feeling of a need of trying to have to outdo one another instead of working together to improve the situation. And I mean, you guys were so kind in terms of just opening up everything and saying, here it is, build them, they'll come. Yeah. And and over here in the U.S., you know, we don't have funds. And so it's a strictly all volunteer base. Government's not involved, which in some ways is good, I guess. But, 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 um, but it's, it's, it's opened the door to creativity in terms of really meeting the people's needs. And I still, you know, I still am, I have a call later this afternoon mentoring somebody who wants to start one. And, you know, everybody thinks that there's going to be this bed in a bag with all the criteria of if I do A to B to C to D, to, you know, it's just going to, poof, it's going to happen. And it doesn't work that way. It's what you do is really about you've gotten people to understand that you use the resources you have and you'll be surprised at where that will get you and that you pull in the people with passion, not necessarily the people with titles, not necessarily organizations that have always been known to have a, have a hold in this area, but just get passionate people wherever they lay and pull them together and, and magic happens. It does. Um, we, we, I only spoke about that this morning and I, we coined a phrase to say something like, this, this organization or this group that we run worldwide now, is, it's been built by the people for the people. Mm-hmm. Do you know, it, they've done it themselves. They've gone out, they've created, it's just like you said, the mentors. Mm-hmm. And funnily enough, one of my favorite films comes from your side of the pond, where I think it was Kevin Costner who said, if you build it, they will come. And this is exactly what's happened. It was like a field of dreams. It was yeah. just a dream all those years ago, but to look back now, I, I still have to pinch myself, I must admit. Well, it gets back to the mode of letting people have the responsibility and the authority hmm. and yeah. trusting that they will do good instead of evil. And, you know, your group just self-monitors, and every once in a while there might be a bad egg, and you pluck it out of the basket, yeah. and you, you move forward, and, you, you know, you, you don't really talk about it anymore. It's just we're moving on. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and I think that's a huge difference, anyways, especially here in America, because um, people always uh, seem to think the worst. You know, we're kind of sue happy over here, mm-hmm. and people are worried about failure. And you know, I think you and I both look at failure as great progress. We're one mm-hmm. step closer to figuring out what is going to work. Yeah, and exactly. you don't. You don't beat yourself up. You're just, you're glad you tried. And now it's time to try something else. Mm-hmm. And you're fluid in terms of your delivery so that you're always open to meeting the new needs because the needs are going to change with, with each group. And so I, I have to let the group know. And I'd like you to um, actually tell people, because some people might not know, Norms, that you're actually living with, with dementia. Yeah, yeah. I was diagnosed. It been nearly ten years now. I was diagnosed. I was diagnosed at age fifty, and I'm now sixty. So I suppose technically you could say ten years, but it was later when I was fifty when I was diagnosed. But 
I was diagnosed, um, yeah, nearly, nearly 10 years ago now. And um, I get asked so many times, you know, why is it you're so well? Why, why is it you're still doing well? And, and the simple answer is I don't know. But I do believe that keeping busy like this, mm-hmm. having so much on my plate, um, <laughs> does help. Does yeah. help because it's keeping my mind active. I've been a great lover of music. And it's been proved scientifically that music lights up more parts of the brain than any other activity. So I involve music in my daily activity every day for at least two or three hours. It's only by listening to the radio or listening to a CD or putting the music on while I'm on the internet. You know, there's a lot of reasons I could say my, why might have helped me. Um, but medically, I, I don't know. And then obviously we get the people who say, well, you know, how come you've managed to last so long and other people haven't? Again, I don't know. But I will never apologise for doing well. <laughs> no. <laughs> well I could, morally, I couldn't apologise and say, oh, I'm so sorry I'm doing well. Yep. Because I'm sure my family would have something to say about that. Well, in, in like here, people will look at you and go, wow, he's, he really does great. But you really struggle at nighttime and sleep. And yeah. if you haven't r- read any of Norm's writings, you need to because they are so powerful and so descriptive. And others living with this disease just say, oh, bingo, that's it. That's exactly how I'm feeling. This is what I'm experiencing. You know, I still, when I go out and speak, uh, a lot of times we'll use your story when you talk about going into the store and the carpet you perceived coming up as snakes, you know, with your perception changing and things. And, And people are just shocked at that. And it's like, this happens way more than we think. Well, I, in, the book, in the book that I wrote, The Lewy Body Soldier, that's on Amazon, mm-hmm. I explain all this, and I also explain that my night times are horrendous. Um, how my wife Elaine even gets any sleep or functions, I have no idea, but the way that she always says is she's got so used to it now, she's used to living off four or five hours sleep. Um, the body just adjusts, and that's what she says. But at the night times, people get mixed up with night terrors and hallucinations. Yeah, uh, nightmares and night terrors are nothing like hallucinations. Hallucinations, are, I am actually eyes wide open, yeah, seeing things in my life, in my time. They're actually happening, mm-hmm. but to nobody else because they can't see what I can see. Uh, mm-hmm. The night terrors is when I'm having horrific, horrific nightmares, and I'm screaming and shouting and thrashing about in bed, which is also can be quite dangerous for you know for close family. But we've managed it so far. So, yeah, even though I may come across as well as this during the day, mm-hmm. Elaine always turns around, if you come to our house at 9 o'clock at night, you'll see a different person. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, now, today you you were really excited about getting together, and I'm very excited as well because you want to talk about a new game for dementia called Let's Talk Dementia. So I can't, I can't wait to, to learn more about this. So why don't you tell us about that? Well, it was a friend of mine in the UK. Um, this is not a Purple Angel product. This is a friend of mine who lives in what they call the Forest of Dean in Gloucestershire that, um, that created this. And I hope you can see it. Yeah. Yep, yep. And it's called Let's Talk Dementia. And what this is done, I'll just turn it over. And what this is done is a board game of how to help people talk about dementia. And it's simplicity in itself. It's simplicity in itself. But there are all different cards. 
So if you can see this line, it says communication. Mm -hmm. This one says myth, true or false, okay. which is always a good question because some of the questions are memory. It's always the first ability to be affected by dementia, true or false. False. It's false. It depends on the type of dementia and the individual. Yeah. Now that's the type of question we have. So all you do is roll a dice. Mm -hmm. have the board itself. We're so excited. This lady who invented this, uh, you can you can inquire about it through my website. Uh huh. Um, the lady who invented this has had thousands and thousands of inquiries. As you can see, it's just a board. Uh huh. Right? Yep. So, as you would in um, Monopoly. Uh huh. You One just of roll a dice. And when it comes onto the square, they, you'll ask a question by the communication, myth, or a couple of other questions. One of them is how. The science. Uh-huh. Okay. Is another, que another question. And help. Okay. Wonderful. So whatever you land on, that question will come. If you get it right, mm -hmm. you go around the board, as you would in Monopoly, until okay. you get to the end. And the first one that gets to the end wins. Okay. The thing is, while you're having fun doing this, unknown to yourself and subconsciously, you're learning all the time. Yeah. What a great game to play, especially when you're first diagnosed. You yeah. know, if you're diagnosed yeah. in your earlier stages and stuff, yeah. um, to be able to learn together, you know. Exactly. You. And for carers who are just going into the game, just going into caring, and for nursing, it's just going into nursing with dementia because yeah. it's actually designed for carers, but it's also used by people who've just been diagnosed. Yeah. So it can be, it's a multifunctional game. Yeah. You, you can ask, if you need to know anything about it, please contact me through my website, which I'm sure you loyal tell everybody where it is after. Oh, for sure. And I'm going to want to add that to my website for like I have um, certain tools and stuff and, and um, props that people can use for memory cafes. They go there a lot. Um, this yeah. would be a, this would be a great, great one for them. It, to it, be it's being used now up and down the UK. Um, and the lady who, who invented it along with a, a steaming group, mm -hmm. um, it's just a, a bunch of people just like ourselves again, who wanted to make that difference, uh -huh. you know, and I think this is one of dementia's best kept secrets until now. <laughs> well, and I would, I, you know, I'll, I'll have to go to your site cause I haven't, I, I haven't gone there to see this specifically cause I always like to just have a real conversation and then follow well, up. This is not actually on the site as yet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, we, we haven't uploaded it as yet, but what I was saying, if anybody wants to inquire about it, please email me. Okay. Okay. And we can send all the information. Okay, because what I'd like to do is even get a um, a picture of it, and then because I can add that as a slide when I'm out talking to let people know about it too. Yeah, and, of course, I'll sort all that for you. Yeah, that would be yeah. that would be wonderful to have. Yeah, but, we're we're really excited about this. Yeah, very cool. Well, now today you you are really excited about getting together, and I'm very excited as well because you want to talk about a new game for dementia called Let's Talk Dementia. So I can't I can't wait to to learn more about this. So why don't you tell us about that? 
Well, it was a friend of mine in the UK. Um, this is not a Purple Angel product. Mm. This is a friend of mine who lives in what they call the Forest of Dean in Gloucestershire that, um, that created this. And I hope you can see it. Yep. And it's called Let's Talk Dementia. And what this is done, I'll just turn it over. And what this is done is a board game of how to help people talk about dementia. And it's simplicity in itself. Excuse me one minute. But there are all different cards. So if you can see this line, it says communicate. This one says may or fault, which is always a good question. Some of the questions are memory is always the first ability to be affected by dementia. True or false? false? It's false. It depends on the type of dementia and the individual. Now, that's the type of question we have. So all you do is roll a dice, the board itself. We're so excited. This lady who invented this, uh, you, can, you can inquire about it through my website. Uh-huh. Um, the lady who invented this has had thousands and thousands of inquiries. As you can see, it's just a board. Yep. So as you would in um, Monopoly, you One just of my roll a dice. Yeah. <laughs> you just roll a dice, and when it comes onto the square, they, you'll ask a question by the communication, myth, or a couple of other questions. One of them is how the science uh-huh. okay. is another, que- another question, and help. Okay. Wonderful. So whatever you land on, that question will come. If you get it right, mm-hmm. you go around the board, as you would in Monopoly, until okay. you get to the end, and the first one who gets to the end wins. Okay. The thing is, while you're having fun doing this, unknown to yourself and subconsciously, you're learning all the time. Yeah. What a great game to play, especially when you're first diagnosed. You yeah. know, if you're diagnosed yeah. in your earlier stages and stuff, yeah. um, to be able to learn together. You know, Exactly. You're... And for carers who are just going into the game, just going into caring, and for nursing, it's just going into nursing with dementia. Because yep. it's actually designed for curvers, but it's also used by people who've just been diagnosed. So it can be, it's a multifunctional game. Yeah. You could ask, if you need some anything about it, please contact me through my website, which I'm sure you loyal television way it is after. Oh, for sure. And I'm going to want to add that to my website for, like, I have um, certain tools and stuff and, and um, props that people can use for memory cafes. They go there a lot. Um, this yeah. would be a this would be a great great one for them. It, to it, be it's being used now up and down the UK, um, and the lady who who invented it, along with a, a steaming group, mm-hmm. um, it's just a, a bunch of people just like ourselves again who wanted to make that difference. Uh huh. You know, and I think this is one of dementia's best kept secrets until now. <laughs> well, and I would, I, you know, I'll, I'll have to go to your site because I haven't, I, I haven't gone there to see this specifically because I always like to just have a real conversation and then follow well, up. This is not actually on the site as yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we, we haven't uploaded it as yet, but what I was saying, if anybody wants to inquire about it, please email me. Okay. Okay. And we can send all the information. Okay, because what I'd like to do is even get a um, a picture of it, and then because I can add that as a slide when I'm out talking to let people know about it too. Yeah, and, of course, I'll sort all that for you. Yeah, that would be yeah. that would be wonderful to have. Yeah, but, we're we're really excited about this. Yeah, very cool. Well, I have something to share with you too that that might be of interest. Um, I'm working with a, a group right now that they actually were a lot of um, professional athletes, 
And they have put together an app to measure brain function. And it's mm -hmm. for everybody. Um, but one, uh, a friend of mine used it and he says he uses it every morning because he can tell if he's going to have a good or a bad day. But it helps us analyze the different parts of the brain and it's all through video games. It's an app. And um, if you go to my website, alzheimerspeaks.com, on the homepage, I have it there. And you can, uh, instead of 15 days free, I think you get 30 days free. And then it's, it's a fairly minor fee to be able to track because it'll actually track how you're doing, what your scores are. Oh, and, so and, and so it's something that people can share with their doctors or not, which will probably educate some doctors out there. You know, <laughs> so you know. But it's a way to be able to self-monitor. And it's a way to look at, like, if your score's low, um, they shared a story. I did a, I did a interview with them on the, on the radio show. And they shared a story of a, a um, they do a, like a school challenge. And one of the kids' uh, score came back really low. And the teacher kind of pulled him aside and said, hey, what's going on? This isn't like you. Well, here, his family was really struggling financially. And in two days, they were going to turn off their electricity. And he was scared to death. So the teacher then intervened, got a hold of the family, got him on a, some kind of supplemental program, and then wow. his, his scores went right back up. Yeah. But, it, but it just shows how stress can affect us yeah. or lack of sleep can affect us, yeah. um, what we're eating or drinking, those types of things on top of disease-related type things. But it's just a way for people, um, if they're diagnosed or not, to just be more aware of really the number one organ you need to survive, you know, in your body. And we don't yeah. really pay that much attention to it. And it's a, it's, you know, it's a fun, easy way to do it, but it's called Roberto. They also are starting to bring this into businesses now so that companies can analyze team function and how they're working together which is kind of cool. And then into the schools. Um, yeah, and, yeah. and again, they started it initially because of the concussions. Yeah. And so, um, but I just think that that's a really interesting. I'll, I, I will. I'll take a link. I'll take a yeah. link. After. Yeah. 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 That wonderful. So there's, there's lots of cool stuff um, happening out there. And that's one of the things I love talking with you about. And so I'd be amiss if we don't talk about RAD. So tell people what the heck RAD is. <laughs> <laughs> well, RAD um, stands for World Rock Against Dementia. Um, Rock Against Dementia actually started in America. Wayne Mesker um, began with that. And I came across it on the internet. And I wanted to take it one step further um, because of the contacts that the Purple Angel has around the world. And I thought, what a wonderful concept of RAD is. Why can't we put the jumbler in front of it and mm -hmm. call it World Rock Against Dementia and yep. get as many countries involved as possible? Thankfully, Wayne said yes. So we've worked collaboratively together ever since. And this year is our third year. And on the weekend between March the 23rd and March 25th, we'll be holding our third RAD or World Rock Against Dementia. And it's our biggest yet. Because once again, We've not had the TV coverage. We've not had national coverage. We've not had big celebrities talking about it or being televised about it. Again, mm -hmm. this is by the people, for the people. Yeah. And even though we've not had that coverage, events are now happening in 17, maybe 18 countries around the world. Yeah. It's spanned over five continents. It will affect 
thousands, if not millions of people mm -hmm. will be joining in or they will know about RAD about that weekend. Nobody has ever, ever done anything as big as this. And this is our third year and we're growing. Yep. Every year people want to know what we're doing. And again, we've kept it simple, Laurie. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you have a coffee morning with three of you mm -hmm. and you play a bit of music or you go to MacArthur Park. Yeah. And you have all the bands in the world. It doesn't matter if you have the Rolling Stones or you have a local band. It yep. really doesn't matter. As long as people come together within them days and remember those we've lost, remember those who have dementia, and remember those who are going to get diagnosed with dementia, just for those few minutes or an hour, that's all that matters. Again, yeah. it's not about cost. Volunteers, yes, if you're holding a big event. Mm -hmm. you know. But we're holding small events. We held the first one over here. It was a huge event. We had thousands of people and we had 12 choirs. and oh, It was an amazing event. <laughs> um, but this year we're doing it at our own little memory cafe. Mm -hmm. Because people are doing exactly the same all over the world. You know, so it's not about the big events, but it's about the big picture and it's about people coming together to celebrate people who are living with dementia, remembering those who we've lost. So once again, on that weekend, if anybody, and we've still got over a month to go, if anybody would like to hold a coffee morning or a small musical event, or if they will even go busking mm -hmm. and put aside the Purple Angel, it doesn't matter. Yeah. As long as somebody's doing something for that day, let us know and we'll put you on our world map and mm -hmm. we'll give you a mention and tell everybody else in the world the good work that you're doing. Now, what are the dates again, March? March the 23rd to the 25th. Okay. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. Yep. It's the weekend of the 23rd of March this year. Great. Well, you know, it would be fun. I'm just thinking about some of the subways we have over here and we have musicians playing. It'd be just cool if we could get one of those guys even just to have a sign up for dementia awareness and, and donate the funds. And I, I'm not in an area that has, has that like New York and things like that, but that would just be so cool, you know, to, to we could get that video though. Yeah. And because we, mm -hmm. we're going to get all the videos together and all uh, the posters together, and all the videos that people send from India, Pakistan, Australia, America, Canada, we're going to put them all together. And if we could get that video of somebody doing that, that would be wonderful. That would be really cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. and you've got Glenn Campbell's daughter involved this year, is that correct? Yeah, we have. Uh, Debbie Campbell, I'm in touch with her over Facebook and over the internet. And um, we've dedicated this year's World Rock Again to mention to the wonderful Glenn Campbell who mm -hmm. passed away because of dementia. And uh, we asked if that was okay by Debbie. And mm -hmm. of course, Debbie said, yes, of course it is. And yeah. the, the Campbell family are very honoured that uh -huh. we're doing this year's World Rock Against Dementia in memory of Glenn. Okay. So, yeah, that's a wonderful, wonderful addition to it. And we thank them so, so much for doing that. Very cool. Well, you are doing fabulous work, and it's always fun to talk to you. I can't thank you enough for what you've what you've given to the world and how much you've changed it. I mean, you know, one of the things we haven't talked about is through the Purple Angel dementia-friendly communities, you know, have, have popped up and, um, Dementia-friendly cities in, in America. In America, you've got Purple Angel cities. Yep. You know, in Knoxville and all around there, there's cities that's becoming dementia-friendly now. 
it's it's just it's just incredible it's very it's very cool and you know police and fire and hospitals are starting to um get trained gary leblanc with his his uh wristband for the hospitals he's doing an incredible job it's um who would have thought that you know a concept like that but again it's so simple because it's common for people just to ask you design this symbol and it it opens the door for people to ask what is it and then you can have a non-threatening conversation (laughs) you know it's um yeah and i i I think it's sad that sometimes simplicity is shunned as not enough Mm. and to me it's really the only way to go because especially in this fast-paced world if it's not simple it's probably not going to get done I, I have to say, I had a conversation with a, a, a rather big care home facility mm-hmm. yesterday about changing things there. And um, one of the ladies I was speaking to kept saying, but what if, but what if? And eventually I said, I think you're overthinking it. Yeah. You know, you don't have to overthink everything. You know, yeah. if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But at least you've tried. Yeah. That's all that matters. Because there's a lot of guys out there that don't do anything. Yeah. Well, in, in with this disease, you know, uh, with the numbers of people that it's affecting, not just the person diagnosed, but then there's that ripple effect too. Of course. I mean, it's, it is massive. We don't know what causes it. There is no cure. We don't have time to try to get it perfect because we're not going to because we don't know what it is, you know, <laughs> what's causing it. No. And every person symptoms are just twisted a little bit different than the next guy and and so we we need to get out there and that's one of the things that i personally find so frustrating is everybody wants it perfect and perfect isn't in my vocabulary anymore i I throw that out the door and say you know perfection is a way to procrastinate and and what we need to do is even if we we work really hard and you know, it's two years down the road and you roll it out the door, you're still going to need to make adjustments. So why why do we believe we're not delivering any good service? You need to tweak. You need to still be connected. You still need to be aware. So just roll it out knowing it's not going to be perfect. Then you're not going to fail. You know, exactly. if, if that's mm-hmm. something that is difficult for you to deal with, but know you're making progress. And you've got to, I think you've got to be able to adjust. Yeah. You know, all the time. Um, you've got to make it relevant. Mm-hmm. And you've got to, as they used to say, keep up the times. Yeah. You know, you've got to, you've got to change to that kind, because our environment all around is changing all the time. Yeah. So you have to change the way we do things to suit the environment, not the other way around. Yeah. And I, I do believe that the smallest change can make the biggest difference. Yep. So it doesn't matter if you do one little thing to help somebody with dementia or you open a care home facility, mm-hmm. the smallest change will make the biggest difference. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it, it, I, I think it gets back again to that heartfelt None of us connection. are ever going to be perfect all the time or do the right, thing, the right and, thing and and be open to if we need to apologize or if we need to correct and, you know, kind of re-steer the ship, you know, just keep it on course. It's, it's, yeah. it's yeah. life. It's common sense. Yeah. Go yeah. It's it back to the common sense. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Well, is there anything else that you want, but on your mind that you want to talk about? 
No, not really. I mean, I'd like to finish up just by saying uh, thanks to you guys for everything you do. And also, Gary, and not forgetting Harry, Harry Urban. And um, also, Robert Bowles, we're thinking about him at this time because I know his fam- one of his family's not well. Yep. So um, I'd like to, you know, send all my love to Robert and his family. And I'd like to send my love to all you guys over there in the States. Uh, it's only a little pond between us. So who knows? Maybe one day. I'll get my swimming trunks on and I'll be over there. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't that be fun? In wrapping up here on Alzheimer's Speaks Radio again, I want to thank Norm McNamara for his time, for his passion, for his, his vision to really change our dementia care culture and connect people all around the world. It's just, it's phenomenal not only to be a part of, but to watch the creativity and the energy um, that he has inspired. It's just absolutely incredible. So kudos, kudos to you, Norms. Uh, I also want to um, just let people know, a lot of times people ask, you know, where am I going to be? I am going to be out in Indiana, in Chesterson, Indiana, March 6th through the 9th. And then I'll be down in Melbourne, Florida, March 15th through the 19th. And then the 26th through the 28th of March, I'm going to be out in Washington, for their um, Northwest Rural Health Conference, which I'm really excited for because I know our rural areas are are really lacking compared to our metropolitan areas for services. So I'm very excited about that. I also want to um, just do some shout outs to some companies that I just adore. Um, The Alzheimer's Research and Prevention Foundation, who takes a holistic approach um, to prevention and education. Um, You can find them at alzheimersprevention.org. The Call Alert Center, which is a wonderful organization. If you have someone who wanders or if you're worried about somebody who might wander. And then there is the um, women's Alzheimer's movement known as WAM, which uh, is Maria Shriver's baby. And uh, she is going to be doing again this year, the Move for Minds event, which is a uh, health and wellness um, kind of exhibition. And they do some exercise. They have a panel and, and, um, Uh, And then they have some vendors, and we'll get more information on that shortly. Two more things I I need to um, relate is just if you're looking for a memory cafe here in the U.S., go to memorycafedirectory.com. That's memorycafedirectory.com. Um, Calendar Card supports that, and they've just made it really easy to find. And we're up to like 450 of them now in the U.S., which is just absolutely incredible. And then the um, uh, American Senior Magazine is just a wonderful magazine that is, you can use it for reminiscing. It's got great photography, great articles. They actually have some activities um, which communities and groups can use or individuals as well just to keep the mind active. And it's nice large print. So I don't even have to wear my glasses to read it, which I love. So again, thank you all for, for, um, participating today and again we hope that you share this uh, great information of norms with with your spheres Um, let's get the let's talk dementia game out there in the world Um, again it's not too late to participate in world rocks against dementia and uh, you know if you're interested in being a purple angel uh, you can um, go to norms why don't you go ahead and state your 
um, website, and then I can point them to ours here in the U.S. as well. Yeah, the the, um, the website for Global Purple Angel is globalpurpleangel-dot-com, um, I think. But if you put in Global Purple Angels, it will come up. Okay, great. And for the Purple Angel here in the U.S., you can go to alzheimerspeaks.com and just go to our projects and initiatives page, and then there'll be a little tab that says Purple Angel there, and we will get you the information you need. Again, thanks so much for your time. It's always just a joy to speak to you. I just, uh, you, uh, I just honor you, and you truly are my mentor. So thank you, Norms, for all you do. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a great day. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors from fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick me up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform. <laughs>